Okay, I think we're good. So thank you for joining. Definitely lighter on attendance this week versus the last. So I'm going to go kind of just briefly chat about um, what I'm looking at now in markets, starting with Bitcoin. So I think last week we had a pretty gnarly bull trap, if you'd ask me. Um, was really looking for BTC to extend to at least 47.5K. Uh, I had actually closed the initial longs that I opened. And then I thought it had a little more legs and was like cautiously bullish. Um, thought it had more legs to do that last squeeze up to 47.5K. We had quickly reversed course, um, nearly retraced the entire move. And we lost a level that I didn't really want us to lose. And that is like the, just around that 2021, like January top that we put in at like 42K, 42.1K. Um, I'll share this chart in a second so you guys see. I'm going to share it in the live stream chat section. What's up? Hey, hey. You guys hear me? Yes. We just started, so you didn't miss too much. I didn't miss old alpha yet? No, no. <laughs> no very alpha. Nice, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, uh, you do consent to being recorded automatically by yes. by uh, joining <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah, you check the box. Right <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to post it later on because I think a lot of people are not able to join. Anyways, yeah, now we've, we've, we've more or less retraced this entire move. Um, this market is being driven mainly by macro, in my opinion. It's, v it's reacting very sensitively to headlines. Um, you, you can see that BTC is down 2.82% today. Um, SPY is down 2.22% today. Honestly, there's a lot of debate about like the correlation. Um, so I don't know why in the world people would say that it's not correlated. Um, I think you guys all know my opinion and stance on it, that it very much is correlated to major U.S. indices. You know, you could check SPY or the Qs. The Qs are down like 2.66% right now as I look last print. But here's what I think. Like, if, we've, if we had retraced that entire move so, like, quickly, um... The market is still in a very, very okay. risk-averse mode. People are not willing to, people are not willing to like play out the last bit of a move. Like if you were to be enthusiastic, like I was last week, um, had opened like Ethereum. I, I was playing mainly Ethereum. I actually wanted to play ETH, but then the, I mean BTC, but then market started moving quickly, so I actually was just on Ethereum at the moment. Thing, people are not willing to hold things. People are TPing early, which is why I'm a big supporter of front running any targets. So I think that's the market regime that we're in. And I feel like we're still, unfortunately, in the very early innings of that. Um, we're, we're three months from all time highs. And I know this type of environment isn't the best um, for, or easy for, to trade for that matter. So 
you know, I'm a I'm a supporter of flipping bias on like super low time frames. If you're trading super low time frames, I think a key level here for us to hold now if is um 31.5k that wick basically that wick it's at, sorry that's way off 34.2k um the thing is like if we were to trade that low i'm not sure i'll be a buyer there to be honest because what's there's nothing there's nothing there that to convince me that it's not going to trade to the lower 30ks for a better entry so you know i'm either waiting for that other wick that was printed end of January. Uh, there's a lot of noise. I'm gonna mute you. Nope, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Okay. No worries. Yeah, I'm either waiting for um, around 33k is when I would step in again to be a buyer of BTC, uh, or we shoot back above this 42.3k level, which was the January top uh in 2021 not really doing anything with btc right now there is one catalyst i think uh which would be next week march 16th is the fomc uh i i'm right now leaning a little more bullish on that event because i don't think powell has the capability to be super hawkish sounding uh in that fomc meeting mainly because of uh, the recent um, escalations in Russia. So I, I think the market should be ready for a little, you know, pump like one or two days max before you should probably TP. I don't know if taking positions now in spot or futures is a good idea, perhaps options because we have this dip going on right now. Um, but I am looking to play that next week FOMC. Right now I'm thinking I'm leaning more bullish just because of, um, like I said, again, the, the events in Russia. So Ethereum, I think, is looking not not amazing. <laughs> Actually, well, to be fair, nothing looks really amazing to me on the charts. Still structurally in like a macro downtrend since November uh, 2021. And it doesn't look like the there's any bulls willing to really step in to change that. Um, there's a, there's a similarity here in this chart for Ethereum. Like, uh, I'm looking at the wick that was printed J January 24th, 20, yeah, 24th, uh, down to $2,187. Pretty sure that's like where this one's to head back to now. Um, and we are back in that area where I, I started bidding, like from between 2.3K uh, to 2. Point, no, sorry, 2.5k to 2.3k was where I started doing my DCAs. That little cluster from January 21st to January 29th. Now that we're back here, feel a little less confident in like my buys because now, like, why would price action, if bullish, right? If we were in a bear market and expecting a bull, uh, a mini rally in a bear market overall bear market structure why is price suddenly trending back in here and why is market accepting it you know that's not the best sign in my opinion which is why i would be waiting you know really for 2.1k or even 2.1k to crack lower um and i'd be a buyer spot somewhere lower than 2.1k and up to like 1900 
that's where I would set my stink, my quote unquote stink bids. And no time, I'm not going to give a timing on that because like each day there's like new news that comes out. This market is really, you know, reacting to news a lot. I think that's like one main piece of thing, piece of advice that I would say. Um, for example, there's an altcoin that did a raise called Immutable X, ticker symbol is IMX. It shot up like 35% today after announcing some kind of, um, I think it was like a sale of coins. Don't quote me on that. But things like that, that have narratives. So like, for example, last week we had PTP, which has calmed down significantly. It's back at $5.70. Um, it made a high of $9 and change, I believe, last week. $9.35. I didn't sell the top. I think I sold around like $8.50, like I told you guys in Discord. Um, yeah, so that's, before I get into altcoins, that's my opinion on BTC ETH. It's, uh, I have nothing really bullish. If you guys have something bullish to say, please let me know, because right now I'm still in um, macro bear. And I try, I tried, like last week, you know, I put my money where my mouth is. I tried to, to play this um, mini bull rally in the overall bear market structure and got my ass handed to me, really, like, Honestly, if I didn't open the second set of longs and I just closed after that 60% that I posted on Twitter, would have been I would have had a great week. Um, but those Ethereum calls that I picked up, it was a call spread, uh, which was luckily financed like 25%-ish. Like that's uh, the other 75% of those call premiums gone, evaporated because of the expiration was this week. So yeah, I'm not really eager to to join Team Bull yet at all. But I do think um, there is some pain ahead of us for altcoin market. If Ethereum is going to continue to trend lower like this, Ethereum usually has uh, alts usually trade a higher beta to Ethereum. And if Ethereum is looking pretty weak like this, uh, I have no reason to be really like macro bull on altcoin markets unless there's like individual catalysts like the ones that we saw for PTP. Um, IMX two weeks ago we had Luna that they did a sale or um, they did a burn for Anchor that was one thing and then they actually did a, a sale to with the three arrows and jump capital those are the only like really like high conviction plays that you can kind of make in the market like this um what else did I want to cover Oh yeah, if you guys are in alts, please, I would really, really recommend looking at unlock schedules because 2022 is like the year of unlocks. Um, if you guys recall, this bull rally really started, this mega bull rally actually started like in 2020. Um, and a lot of these roadmaps have like unlock schedules, you know, 18 to 24 months out and we're coming up around that time. So um, things like sand, uh, kind of jump out at me because you know SoftBank's in there. There's going to be a lot of other folks in there as well. Um, this is a weird one, like Kravita. They just had a unlock a few days ago, and you know it was not a bullish unlock. Sometimes there's like random bullish unlocks, but in my opinion, right now in our overall market environment, we're not going to be seeing too many bullish unlocks this year. I think most of them will be investors unlocking that got in at like a penny, and now it's at like. 35 cents they're gonna take the 35x and run um 
what else am I looking at here? Oh yeah, FTM news is pretty big, I would say. Um, if you guys are not following crypto news, Andre, uh, who's a developer, and honestly, in my opinion, like one of the OGs, some some might even refer to him as the father of DeFi. He has stepped down from actually not just FTM, but all of his projects. He stepped down officially. I think that news came about late last week or, or kind of into this weekend. And obviously, Andre projects took a big hit. FTM was one example. I think someone did take a short in here. Um, congrats to whoever did. I think it was like their first trade or something like that. And they made, it was like FTM like dropped like 30% or something like that. So good job to, his name is Pruff. So good job, Pruff. Shout out to you for taking that. I should have took my own trade. I mean, I posted it in the altcoin channel. Um, when did I post this? FTM short idea, 9.33 a.m. March 4th. It was trading at $1.75, and today it is $1.31. Um, actually, it's it printed a low of like $1.29. So if you took that, congrats to you, and make sure you book those profits. What else am I looking at? Mm, wow, the market is really sliding. What just happened? Oh, there's another item I want to bring up. So I think there's a regulatory, some progress on the regulatory front. Biden is doing some kind of order. I don't know the specifics of it yet. Um, it, it was supposed to have uh, come out last week, but honestly, with all the Ukraine, Russia stuff going on, I think they were just like, this is not really a high priority for us now. But then as Ukraine and Russia was developing, um, there were some comments of like Russia, like doing transactions in B BTC. Uh, and then I, I think the, the focus shifted back. I don't really know what's going on in Washington, D.C., uh, because I'm not in those meetings or I'm not following it as closely, so I'm kind of lagging behind a little bit. But it is back on the table for this week, and there was a headline. I have to kind of share it or find it um, and post it. But I think there's there's been some progress around that order that Biden wanted some weird... Um, I don't know if it's that, like a, a hasty decision, but it's because there's sanctions. Oh, with all these sanctions now, people are talking about using crypto as payments and stuff like that. So it definitely has something to do with with that topic of discussion. And um, I'm looking at all the ecosystems. Yeah, I mean, the metaverse just looks, I'm looking at all my metaverse coin names, it just looks bad. Like this is the environment, this is a trader's tape. So, you know, you're in you're in and out of something for like in an hour or 10 minutes or a day tops because, you know, things that you're buying now, if you are starting to DCA in these prices, um, you're probably going to be waiting for a while. Um, and that's OK. Like if you're in large cash position, I'm still like I'm like about 50 percent cash. And I don't know, like I, I, I'm starting to feel like this. um war is is not really being fully understood by the market and we're finally kind of getting a, a grasp on it now that we're three weeks i think from the official invasion date it's like 
okay, we're heading into a global macro environment where growth is slowing, inflation is still high, whether that's in part due to supply chain issues, which have been now, you know, even worse off than before um, with the war. Um, or, you know, from central banks printing, it's regardless of what it is, it's like prices are still high. People are starting to feel it um, in grocery stores, in uh, gas stations, especially gas stations, utilities like electricity. So, you know, we're heading in this macro environment that honestly, from my university and studies, um, as someone who studied finance, economics and computer science, it's smelling like a pretty bad scenario um overall like i was bearish already you guys know i was bearish in 2022 um now it's looking even more grim and you know we were trying to play i was trying to play this like bear market bounce and i mean yeah it didn't even hit like that i thought 47k was kind of going to be conservative because usually bear market bounces are like very sharp very sudden because you got you're taking out all these short liquidations um, that you can see in Discord, the liquidation levels um, that we pay for. So, yeah, that that people are just de-risking into that pump, I think, because they do not like the sound of this war. The buy the invasion play was was literally it literally lasted like a few days. So, you know, now now comes the question is like, and I don't know the answer to this question, obviously. Is the buy the invasion play really what is it going to end up being like the Afghan invasion, which was which was really like one of the only examples after there was an invasion in our uh, recent history that markets actually continued to drop afterwards because all the other the Vietnam, all, all the other like war invasion um, trades, they all went up and to the right on a multi year time frame after that. So I, I don't really have a a strong opinion on it but and that's mainly because i'm not a war expert and i'm not going to try to try to like copy and paste you know just one example from history and apply it here and say oh yeah that's right like super high conviction um yeah that's all i got really what do you got is anyone looking at anything or does anyone have uh comments on what's going on in the crypto markets anything interesting in particular Go ahead, What's up, bro. guys? It's bro. What's up? Um, I think about you were talking about the wars, and the difference about this war, this is a European country. So, I mean, Afghanistan, Vietnam, Iraq, those are all, like, uh, Asian, basically, country, Middle East. So, what we can't predict here is that it's a European country being invaded. So, it's very confusing about the market how it re it, it will react i think so oh you're i think you're commenting on like hey this is a conflict happening in europe you know what like why is it is there any impact to us equities for example or asian equity markets for example I mean, I think the market is telling you that by on its own. I'm looking at U.S. equities right now. Uh, things don't look that great either here. Um, 
And man, like today it's sliding badly. I, I haven't even checked equities, but uh, I, I think the only thing I'm comfortable buying in equities is like oil, stuff like oil, oil things, um, because those, I think oil is going to continue to rip. Coochie Man shared something in the inner heist about like oil hitting $120 a barrel or something like that. I think Americans trading this, if you're in North America um, and you want to kind of make a play on this and you don't have access to like European stocks, um, West Texas, WTI, I believe is a ticker. Someone correct me if I'm wrong there. That's a, a an interesting play. I haven't even looked at it yet, but I bet you it's up. Let me, let me look at it right now, actually. Let me see if I even got the right ticker symbol. I think this is it. Yeah, I mean, like, oh my god. I'll, I'll share the chart. <laughs> I'll share it in live stream chat. So this thing was trading at, like, and this is, guys, this is a stock, so it's not like, um, it's not a crypto. I know you guys are used to seeing this move in crypto, but a 50% move is crazy in um, traditional trad markets. We'll call it traditional, short for trad. Trad, short for traditional, I mean. So things like this is like what I would, I'd be, this is how I'm thinking about the war trade. Um, guns, too, probably. Um, if you're into buying gun stocks. Because um, people are very afraid of nuclear war. After uh, Putin, Putin felt that the sanctions from the West were uh, basically more or less a uh, an act of war or something like that. I don't want to misinterpret that headline because I know it's quite sensitive. But uh, he said it's not. He's glad it hasn't come that far yet. But he thinks that the sanctions were definitely a big step in that direction. Talking about good stuff, I met a 3x yesterday on a phantom coin, on an AVEX coin called Dino. So, some good news in all this red and bad. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, the it's going to sound really weird, but the smaller uh, market cap coins might actually... Uh, be not a bad idea to focus on here because um, they tend to sorry I'm getting this message here it, they tend to um, really react to positive news catalysts if there are any about that project like if it's um, it's almost like the, the immutable X uh, play IMX if you guys saw that coin today it went up 35% or you're either in like Bitcoin or or Ethereum and you're like trading options for yield you got you don't really care about the um, this bear market that we're in because like you're still trying to accumulate for the next bull run um, 
yeah, there's not a lot of options like like to really generate serious amounts of alpha right now, in my opinion. A lot of people are going into yield farms, DeFi, and exploring that world because um, they offer pretty exciting yields on uh, even stable coins, right? Like, for example, Terra is 20% still. I think um, Moscow, our in-house master yield farmer, is doing a lot of stuff in Juno. And and actually, oh yeah, I, I do have to speak about this because, I mean, I was not super into the Cosmos ecosystem until, I mean, Wunka and, and Moscow and Shaggy were all over this um, ecosystem. And there's a few others that are just like obsessed with it. Um, and they're all over it, which is great because, you know, it's hard to keep track. But, you know, I, I don't have that. I, I think I have like like a very low six-figure position in that entire ecosystem, right? And each week, uh, I think I'm holding just like Juno. I'm holding Osmosis. Uh, of course, I have Atom. Um, the whole ecosystem bet, um, is on Atom. And each week, I, I think it's bringing in like, 300 to 400 300 to $500 uh, US um, which is not I, I mean it's not like life-changing money but it is yield for holding these assets that are fluctuating at uh, you know 10 to 20 percent per day but if you look at at Juno and you look at osmosis on a day when something like doge is down five percent um Let's see what else is what Matic is down four percent, right? Solana is down five, FTM is down seven, Rune is down ten, Polkadot is down six, um, Avox is down two and a half, Luna down three point seven. I mean, if you look at Juno, it's down like point two percent. So I think there's something to be said there about that ecosystem having relative strength in an overall pretty weak market. Um, but if you were to ask me, like it, it, should I should I shove into the market now? Um, my answer would be no, because right now I still have a, I still have like about a fifty percent cash position. Um, and honestly, like if we, I would feel better if we actually did rally into into end of last week. Um, but now I actually feel like I I don't have enough cash. If I'm someone who who had seventy percent cash in November of twenty twenty one, and then deployed a little bit in January, deployed a little bit in February, deployed a little bit in the beginning of March, um, basically 20%. And now I'm like, hmm, seems like this buy the invasion trade literally only lasted a couple days. And actually the, the worst is yet to come or be fully realized or priced in by the market. Um, that is, uh, it's an early thesis, but I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. Because, you know, the, the price, the price action itself does not really inspire much confidence in being super, super exposed to crypto markets, especially in the altcoin sectors too. Like if you wanted exposure, you might as well start hoarding or slowly DCAing into larger caps like BTC and ETH, something like that. If you, if you really needed exposure for some reason, like you just didn't like your cash position is too big, it would be probably on on that if you're like a long-term type of person. If you're a short-term trader, low time frame trader, probably focus on um, lower cap alts to generate like max alpha. But other than that, I really have no, no major reason to continue adding at these levels because 
like I said in the beginning of the call, if the market has, is willing to retrace this entire pump, um, that just means that people are eager to de-risk. And if if the biggest uh, whales are de-risking, I mean, why would you be, want to be adding, um, especially if it was just one week ago, right? Those people are probably expecting price suppression to continue for a longer period of time. And that also means that, like, um, they expect cash to be a better position than holding some sort of, like, altcoin, for example. Anyways, that's my, that's kind of my take on it right now. Anybody have any, anything to add that they're looking at, maybe? Kravita has been good to generate yield. Whoever is interested, crabs are cheap at the moment, and the most recent anti-bot patch made it so that you can actually loot. Yeah. I think those play-to-earn games are generating some pretty decent yields. I think it's come down, though, because uh, Tus dropped a lot. Um, I actually picked a little bit of Tus up for the sub to play the longer play, but not a very big amount. It's like very small low four-figure amount I would like to see that kind of as an experiment to have some skin in the game to see because uh, Krabita was like 50% of AVAX volume Yeah, Kravita was about, as of last week, when I last checked in my notes, is 50% of the transaction volume on, on that ecosystem. The Kravita subnet is launching 50% of that transaction volume is basically going to the subnet. And the subnet gas token would be TUS, TUS, Treasure Under the Sea.
Oh, nice. You have that tracker. Okay, I guess as we wind down, I just want to also point out that in bear markets, please, please, please be very careful with with really new projects. Um, I say this because in the last bear cycle, if you guys were probably around for that, there was a lot of scams, a lot of rug pulls, a lot of just cash grab things. And that's because nobody's really making that much money in a bear market. A lot less liquidity, a lot less activity, a lot less players, a lot less everything in general. Um, and scammers are lurking about to kind of pounce on. I don't know. I don't know if desperation is the right word, but people are just you know, they want the market to pick up again, but there's just not that much activity, so they're trying to make a new exciting project, new concept, new idea. To, um, if it's too good to be true. You know, at least do some due diligence on like the team that built it. Um, if you know how to read smart contracts, that's great. Um, just be very careful about participating in like DeFi stuff. That just sounds like way too good to be true. Because in the bear market, I've seen pretty gnarly rugs. Um, I wasn't super into DeFi back then. And I, I am definitely much more in DeFi now. So it's almost kind of like a reminder to myself. Um, just to be careful about these projects because it, it, it seems to happen more often in the bears uh, than the bulls. Okay. Um, swimmer network news caused a pump and a lot of people still in the news, which bought Tuz back down. Yeah. Okay. So any final comments or questions or topics you guys want to talk about? We could end early, 20 minutes earlier on the stream since we do have like a lot less people that joined. Going once, going twice. Sold. Okay. Um we can end twenty minutes earlier this week. Uh actually if you stayed on this long, I might get a speaker of an options DeFi options protocol uh, for this Thursday's worthless crypto options show. So if you have any questions at all, message me or or um, message it in the general chat. It could be anything from like, you know, this very basic project. It could be like, how did you get the idea? Why why did you why did you even do it? Or um, you know, where do you get the developers? How do the options even work? That type of stuff. Feel free to let me know and then I'll relay those questions. I'm going to try to get them on for this Thursday show. All right. I'm going to jump. Uh, and this is recorded, so that's good. I'm going to post it later on. Thank you all for joining. I hope you all have a nice rest of your day. And do not get wrecked in these markets because it's very, very unforgiving environments. I mean, even I was on the wrong side last week. Um, and I've been trading the, this market for some time now. So size down, honestly. I mean, I think Berlin and I, we said that on one of the shows. Size down. 
if your uh, conviction level isn't super ultra high. All right, be well, heisters. Until next time.